0: Welcome to the Shields Outdoors podcast, your source for information on hunting, fishing, and all of your outdoor passions. Hello, everyone. Mike Anderson here, and I want to welcome you to the Shields Outdoors podcast. Hunting seasons are in full swing, and as an avid outdoorsman, this is my absolute favorite time of the year. Being able to get outside and enjoy everything nature has to offer is a great escape from the hustle and bustle of everyday life. If you're a person that either wants to start hunting or figure out how to introduce others to the outdoors, be it a spouse, your children, or other youth, this is a perfect segment for you. We had the opportunity to sit down with Christy Lee Cook and Kirsty Pike during our virtual hunt series to discuss women in the outdoor industry, recruitment, and just general dialogue on why hunting is such a great pastime. You may know Christy Lee Cook from either American Idol or her hunting show, The Most Wanted List, found on the Sportsman channel. And Kirsty Pike is the founder of Proas, a line of women's gear that can be found here at Shields. Here's our conversation with Christy and Kirsty.
1: Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to Shields Virtual Hunt Series. Tonight we got a very exciting night. we got a ladies' night going on, which means... You'll not see a lot of me, but you'll see ladies here. Uh, my name is Ben Fleyshecker, I'm with Shields. I do all the special makeup, so the private label Shields Outfitter and Shields Brain uh, and Products. Tonight, we got a special guest from our Cedar Falls location, which is Courtney Oliver. Um, I'm gonna let her give a little bit of background of herself, however, she is a diehard hunter. We've talked already a lot about bird dogs, which is awesome, because I love bird dogs. And uh, she got into hunting pretty much her entire life. And so I'm not gonna see her thunder, but I'm gonna go ahead and introduce her here real quick. And Courtney, if you would. Give the audience a little bit of background on yourself.
2: Hey everyone, Courtney here at the Cedar Falls Shields in Iowa. And I've born and raised here in Iowa. Small town, so all you know how to do is hunt and literally born into a hunting family. Um talk about it at the kitchen table every Sunday morning. So Iowa whitetail is my favorite thing ever, but um Helping birds and bird dogs, like Ben was saying, is my other passion. So, runs in the blood.
1: Very good. Thank you, Courtney. So, how are we going to do this? We're going to introduce our two special guest speakers from ProWis. We've got Christy Lee Cook, as well as Kirstie Pike, who owns ProWis. And uh, we got an awesome prize package tonight with some awesome sponsors. We're giving out prize packages worth $6,800, which is absolutely incredible. Uh, it's coming from ProWis, Vortex, Traeger, Danner, and Yeti. We want to appreciate and thank you for all the sponsorships there and uh, making it a very special night. And especially, there's going to be some pretty cool winners out there. So, I would like to introduce now probably the the uh, biggest personality I've met in my life, uh, Christy Lee Cook. So, Christy, if you are there, please introduce yourself.
3: I am here. Hey, everyone. I am Christy Lee Cook. Um, I am unfortunately residing in Amarillo, Texas. I'm from Oregon. Uh, kind of from a prettier place into the ugliest place on earth (laughs) and I love hunting I didn't grow up hunting um I started hunting when I was about 22 and ever since I pulled the trigger the first time I never quit um I love all sorts of hunting big game bird hunting um duck upland small game predator hunting everything I love fishing I'm a barrel racer and a country singer. I'm not obviously right now because I sound like a man and I'm horse, but um, yeah, I just like to live the dream, I guess you could say.
4: <laughs> so thanks for having me. <laughs> yes.
1: Thank you, Christy. Kirsty, are you there? I'm here. Very good. Give us your background, please. Obviously, oh. we can see that you hunt. I mean, you got some some trophies <laughs> and some beautiful taxidermy. <laughs> I mean, a
4: little bit, but... Um, no, actually, I was uh, raised in Gunnison, Colorado. It's just basically a wide spot in the road. Um, up in the mountains, it's beautiful. Um, like Christy Lee, I didn't grow up hunting. Um, my dad did, but I never had interest. I didn't start hunting until probably my kids were toddlers, late 20s. Um, so uh, my husband was an outfitter. And boy, same thing. Once I did it, I was hooked. And um, just loved it so along came Prous and quit my job as a nurse in an emergency room and you know, the rest is pretty much history
1: that's great and we got a full i mean you have a full proist line i mean we're talking from base layers to outerwear to rain gear to layering pieces to you name it all designed for women
4: absolutely uh we're really proud of our lineup it's it since we've partnered with Veil Camo and gotten our new Cumbre pattern, our, our line is just incredible. I've never been more proud to be part of this company. I mean, it's, I, mean I grew it from a baby and it's, it's evolved into something amazing. We can cover pretty much anything any woman needs for any kind of geography, any kind of hunting, any type of body type. Um, it's been it's been really fun and like I said the partnership with Vale Camo has been um, really great for us mm-hmm. so we're we're excited
1: that's great very good cool well from the industry standpoint where do you guys really see this going with the women's camo clothing I mean it's continuing see, to grow I mean we're seeing sales just skyrocket it's incredible
4: it is and it's it's since we got in about 13 years ago it's been the fastest growing demographic in the hunting industry um, but it doesn't mean that that's a huge number of of people um, but it's staying rock solid and it's growing and I think what we're seeing lately is a better trend toward uh, more new hunters coming in, lots of young ladies coming in, uh, even when the overall numbers of hunters are starting to dwindle a little bit, I think we see this continuing to go, um, just basically staying true to creating the best gear that women could possibly use for about anything. So. Um that's that's the goal and I think that's where we're gonna stay with.
1: That's great. Yeah, can
4: I add something to that?
1: Absolutely.
3: Just being on like wearing Pro in the in the woods and we've been in all different kinds of weather conditions and um, you know, you name it from the plains of Amarillo to the depths of Hell's Canyon. And uh it's definitely and I'm not I'm not just saying this, like I love their brand. Um, they have everything from sports bras, tank tops, base layer. Um, they have a new heated vest coming out. They have amazing gloves. Everything fits you really good. It's comfortable. It's really good quality. Um, it's durable. It lasts. And I, I literally like, can truly state, you know, and back it 100% that it is, in my opinion, the best women's camo that I've seen on the market or worn on the market. So I'm super happy and proud to be a part of pro and that's why I highly recommend it for any woman.
4: Aww. It's true. (laughs) It really
3: is. (laughs) Anyone ask me what camo, I'm like, you need to try pro So yeah, it's, it's a really, really great brand. And not only that, not only is it like good quality it's comfortable and it looks good on you, but it makes you feel like you look like a woman in the woods rather than like a big Oompa Loompa in the woods. Um, so it, trust me, I've felt that way many times before Pro-us. Um, But yeah, I just wanted to add that, that it is an amazing brand and the people behind the industry of Pro-us, uh, and Vale are really, really phenomenal to work with.
1: That's great. Thank you for that. I mean, it's, it's one of those things that i think a lot of us in the industry also take for granted that you know we just as a as a guy you know i'm going to single myself out here with a bunch of ladies but i don't think about if it's going to fit me or not like i know it's going to fit me and it's going to fit me good enough and I'll, I'll be happy with it but from a woman's standpoint and that's where i'm going to kick it over to courtney to kind of start driving some of this too but i take it for granted 110 so Courtney, My out.
3: husband's like a girl, and
1: wow, wow. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not kidding.
3: When it comes to camo in the woods, like I had, it was so hard to rip his. I'm sorry, but it was so hard to rip his Sitco away from him until the new Numa came along with the new veil. And so it, it was funny because he's so much like a girl. Like he wants it comfortable and he wants it durable. Like he doesn't want something that's gonna rip. And he's really hard on his clothes. So whatever whatever Vail and Prowess and Hadley and all of them have been doing with their camo has been phenomenal because he actually just posted all his SICK up for sale.
1: Yeah, SICK is a great brand. <laughs> NUMA is a fantastic brand. I hunted with some of their stuff, and I'm a huge fan of NUMA
3: as well. Yeah, he, I, it, they're they're great. They're great brands. So. Their Waypoint it series is, funny, is incredible. Though. He is like a girl, though. <laughs> he nice. did want
4: to wear Prowess. So I'm not going to lie.
1: Well, yeah,
3: he did. He know, actually wanted it yeah. for men.
1: I know guys that wear the pro upland pants. Oh, I know. Nice. oh, yeah. All right, Courtney, I'm, I'm gone. He wouldn't be the first. Nope.
2: All right. So obviously growing up in Iowa, like that is my 100%, no matter where I go, the best state to me to hunt in. What are your guys' like? Is there a state that stands out that you are? every year so excited to get to that it's just the best place you've ever been go ahead chrissy okay
4: well i would have to say colorado obviously it's it offers everything I, i think we just live in the soup kitchen it's it's amazing and especially where we are there's every kind of big game you could ever want there's birds there's fishing there's there's ptarmigan grouse you can do Kind of about anything, but that doesn't mean that there aren't a lot of other tags out there that we're kind of wanting to get. But um, for me, Colorado—it it, kind of has everything. I—I'm uh, gonna have to say hands down Idaho.
3: I—it's like a love-hate situation because every year I don't—I don't work out and I don't like train to go climbing the mountains. So every year I live in Amarillo and it's flat. And then I go like pretty much the first or second hunt of the season is Hell's Canyon. And so I love it because it has everything. And just like Percy said, kind of that Pacific Northwest, like Colorado, Montana, Idaho, Oregon, like all that area, you can pretty much hunt anything, you know, and, that's what I've been manipulating my husband with because he doesn't want to leave Texas because there's hog hunting. And I'm like, yeah, but then you can kill elk and mule deer and blacktail and white tail and bear and grizzlies and wolves. And like you can literally just go on and on with everything you can, you know, hunt in the Pacific Northwest and kind of that central area and up. But I'm going to have to say hands down Idaho. And I'm looking forward to it this year. We've got a celebrity guest coming with us for uh a hunt we've got going after three elk and a mule deer so I gave up my mule deer tag to my husband oh but I know God.
2: what you know. <laughs> sounds like I need to be getting out west a little bit more
3: <laughs> yes you know what I Iowa I've always wanted to hunt there I've never hunted there out of I mean just like Kirstie, I don't know if she has but I, we've hunted a lot of places I've never been there but I've heard the hunting is really good and I, I would love to go there someday
2: Oh, definitely, Iowa Whitetail. What is, what are one of your guys' most memorable hunts? Like, obviously it's gonna be out west, but what's the most memorable thing you guys can remember out there? You go. Oh, okay. Um, (laughs) Shoot, most memorable.
3: That's, honestly, that's really hard to say because I've had so many different experiences where I've taken my sister out for her first hunt and I've hunted with my brother and his daughter. And I've I've taken so many of my best friends on their first hunts, and so for me, those are all really really memorable. Um, I know that New Zealand and doing a tar hunt was really really memorable, um, but I just can't, I just can't, I literally can't pick one because I have so many great memories from it, and I I wouldn't know where to pick. So,
2: <laughs> all right, so. Obviously, like you guys talk about, and you, Christy, for the most part, talking about taking new people out. What is the best age? Um, I know we have a lot of viewers wondering, what's the best age to start somebody and take them on a first hunt? Oh, gosh. Uh,
3: I mean, my son, I guess now, anytime, honestly. um, I wish I would have grown up hunting. I never, my parents, my dad was in the military. My mom was in the military and my dad will not hunt an animal. Um, he would rather hunt like ISIS or something. Um, so I never grew up with a hunting family. Um, and I wish I would have, you know, started at a young age cause there, it's just so memorable and you can keep that forever. Um, my son Tillman actually hunted. He's we were just talking about this the other day. He's been to health Canyon three times. Now he was in my stomach at six months and then he's been there. He's two now and this will be his third year. So he's literally been packing out like, and been in the health Canyon thing for three years in a row. So we started him really young and he loved it. Like every time he sees a deer, he's like, we're going to go shoot the piggies. And I'm like, yeah. So I think anybody should get into it at any time. It's it's great because It opens up kids to the outdoors um, and not just, you know, computers and technology and stuff. Um, It gives them, honestly, kids, I think, thrive for that kind of adventure. Um, I think it gives them a lot more, you know, I I feel like video games is fun, but I feel like they want that kind of adventure and they'll get that out if they get in the outdoors. So I, I personally think starting from an early age or as soon as possible it will get them outdoors, and I think they will have a great time and, and make a lot of memories with their family. So,
2: Kirsty, kind of going off of that, since you are obviously in the clothes business, what is your smallest size and even biggest, like biggest size for those women? Like, how broad is your selection? If people are not familiar with that.
4: So we basically go from extra small to 2XL. So our extra small goes down to a zero and our 2XL goes up to a 16. Um, and the one thing that we do do is we, we've nailed the pants thing, um, which is the holy grail of women's gear. Once you once you lose faith with women with pants, it's kind of over. Um, we've gotten some great fabrics and some great, you know, adjustable features in the pants that really work for women. So. I think that's, that's the most important thing is, um, it's not just size specific. It really fits a lot of women. We'll go to consumer shows and we'll put women in of all shapes and sizes. And I mean, tall, short, larger, smaller, it doesn't matter what, and we, we can get them in there. It's almost like the sisterhood of the traveling pants. It's crazy. Um, so I think that that's, that's the greatest thing that we can do. So it also goes low enough so you can start getting your, your tweens and, and and young teens into it. Um, with that you know not it's spending a whole lot of money on something that's gonna that they're gonna outgrow fast
2: yep that is true those upland pants i need to have a long pant. that is my favorite thing ever
4: yeah so. that was huge i mean that was yes. that was one of the biggest things we had to do is get some long pants it makes such a difference for for women just finding what they needed
2: oh yeah, yeah. so is there a certain um, you know, if one lady's going to get into hunting or husband's going to take her hunting, what is kind of that set so we don't have to buy every piece, but kind of that entry level set that's going to get them really into hunting and loving it the first time?
4: So we basically developed our tentry line as that line. It's your um, kind of, it'll cover most. Um, situations you can put a base layer under it you can cover up over it Um, so it's gonna be your uh, not overly expensive you could get shirt pants uh, jacket um, for a really reasonable cost and kind of edge your way into it and decide what it is that you really want and as you add hunting in um, you get more different ideas of what you're gonna need
2: right and once you start
4: down
3: that path you never stop
4: (laughs) It's yep. like crack. <laughs> oh it me. Me you're like I
3: I Yeah. You like live in Florida and you're like, Oh, I might need a winter set just in case.
4: <laughs> oh, I'm gonna need that heat at best. I know it. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> Hurricane season. Yeah. So Christy, do you have like advice for somebody, you know, since you didn't start till later, do you have some advice for people that have not hunted before? Um, specifically women? How do they get into that and how do you you know, maybe get into the outdoor industry and start that step. Um, I actually get asked that question quite a bit. And uh,
3: you know, honestly, like the best way to figure out how to get involved with that is it first, if you have any friends that hunt or shoot, um, that's kind of your first step because if you have a friend that is into the outdoors and does like to hunt. And you told them, you know, hey, I really want to go hunt with you sometime and learn, you know, how to get into this. All you need to do is learn how to how to do it, you know, and all the kind of the basics of it. And you can start figuring it out on your own. But having somebody to kind of edge you in there and like teach you some of the, you know, just some of the basic things. um, That would be my recommendation is just and that would be the way that I would go about it. Um, I actually got into it with an ex well, he's a current ex, but, um, we traded, he had to learn how to ride horses and I had to learn how to hunt. And I mean, I did not, nobody thought I could shoot a deer. I would like hit a deer and I would fall and I didn't think I could shoot a deer. And then I got so tired of hiking one time and he just kept leaving me and I was getting so mad. And then it was just got to the point where I was like, give me the gun. And (laughs) Then I went on my own, I went, uh, I had a, a blacktail tag and I shot my first blacktail. And ever since then, like just the adrenaline and how much you work for it and how hard it was and just everything that you experience, like it's the whole experience itself is what sells it. And people don't understand it until they actually do it for themselves. Um, so I would really highly recommend finding somebody that, you know, does hunt and, reach out to them and ask them for help on how to start hunting.
2: Would you rather hunt with a bow or a gun on these trips?
3: In all honesty, uh, I, I personally love my, my rifles. Um, I can shoot a bow, but I've had like really close calls with not actually shooting the right way. I've had the worst luck with bows. Let's just say I've had some crazy things. Like Cameron Haynes was working with me one time, and the arrow literally shot behind me and almost hit my dad. And I don't know. Like, I've always had just scary stuff happen. So for me, rifles, I like to one-shot. I like to, I don't know. I just, I love shooting guns, and I do love shooting my bow. I'm just a little afraid of what... I'm just, I'm like, everybody clear the room. All right, now we're good. (laughs) But um, bows are really fun because you obviously can get closer. Rifles, I like because you can, you can shoot further and um, you can drop them with one shot and that's what I like to do.
2: So Christy, (laughs) I know obviously behind you, you've shot a lot of animals. Um, What's your bucket list hunt or have you done it?
4: Oh, well, my bucket list on. I did, I went to Tajikistan with Diana Rupp from Sportsafield. Um, and that was incredible, um, an incredible experience, just going to that part of the world with a woman. I, I usually will go, I mean, I go everywhere with my husband, he's my favorite person to hunt with and be with, but this opportunity came up. So it definitely pushed every um, envelope of my being, um, physically, mentally, emotionally, it was crazy. Um, so I'm glad I did it. I don't have to do it again, um, but it was amazing. But there's a lot of things. Um, there's other animals in Africa I'd like to do. Um, I really want, you know, a stone sheep or or a desert ram. Um, I'm just not rich enough for that. So <laughs> should I win one? I'm gonna raffle my crazy, my guts out on this. So um, yeah, I'd like to for sure. So you hunt with your husband a
2: lot, I guess. Like, yeah. what did he have to do, or did he have to do anything to get you out there? If, you know, there's some guys watching tonight, what do they have to do? What's the best thing for them to do to get their wife to go out and enjoy hunting with him? <laughs> well, there's a lot of things. I I, I could tell you what not to do. <laughs> um, <laughs> we've been together
4: since high school. So we've gone through this entire thing. And um, I think the best thing that men need to do is is be patient um withhold a lot of comment um let let women fail a little bit let them think it through one of my ultimate stories and and I've written about this and I've told about it and my husband and I still laugh about it we were I had an note tag I don't and it was probably literally only about five years ago maybe six so well into pro us been hunting for a while and since he's been a guide he's I just basically figured out on that particular incident that what I did was just followed him around, and and I just kind of just you know walked around, and then there it was, and then I would do what I was supposed to do. So we had packed in, we were riding horses, we'd gone all day, sat down to have lunch, and looking down in this basin, and there's a cow down there, elk tag, bull tag. So we're watching, we're watching, we're watching, and this big bull comes out, and he's huge, and and. Um, my husband had the um, rangefinder. He had the glass. He had all of it because I didn't have my own at that point for no other reason than I just didn't. And I asked him the range on. He said, "Just shoot. Just shoot me. Just do it. Just get it done." And so I do. And I miss. I went right under it. And the question that a man should never ask a woman is, "Where were you aiming?" <laughs> That's just brutal. So I tried a couple more times, missed it clean, but we went down just to make sure there wasn't any blood or anything we needed to track. And as we get down there, I was pretty discouraged and frustrated. And so I go, range back where we were, what were we at? And he was like, oh, you don't want to know. I was like, well, what was it? 500 yards, it was like, oh my God. So we are literally screaming at each other at 12,000 feet. Just, just, and that made me learn the best, the best lesson I ever had is I had to take care of myself. Even when I was with him, I had to buy my own stuff. I had to love my own stuff, research my own stuff, do my own stuff and master everything by myself. And and that particular incident made me 10 times better hunter than I was at that day. And and I think that's the good things that come out of those things. So men never ask your woman where she was aiming. I'm just <laughs> saying.
2: <laughs> Have you had to get over a fear of like when you first started of, shooting a deer or like being able to actually pull that bow back and release that arrow when they're in front of you? And how did you do that?
4: I think for me, I was scared to death the first time I went. Um, I had never hunted anything and I I was certain I was, it was a cow tag and I was certain I was gonna blow its legs off. I was gonna just miserably fail. It was, I was so scared about it and it was one and done. And and that's what turned me on. I thought this this wasn't nearly as bad as I thought. And it was pretty exciting to be able to get my own. I I got this old meat. I did it myself. I, holy cow. It was turning on a monster. That's all it was. (laughs) I'll cook you the meat that I (laughs) got. Okay. How about you make me a sandwich?
2: (laughs) (laughs) So what is the best way you guys have learned to cook your wild game? Do you like all of it? Do you like is there a different species that you'd rather have over other stuff? I know for me, like the upland game is always top notch, but. I uh, personally, I think marinating
3: is um, just over the years of trying different things. I actually never liked eating deer meat because it was too gamey for me, and same with antelope. And um, so I kind of like. You know, I would donate my meat to uh, different shelters and families, but I, over the years, marinating for like 24 to 48 hours is the best key. We actually um, marinated an antelope steak and cooked it up. And it was probably one of the top three steaks I've ever had. It was amazing. And we looked at each other and we were like, we're gonna go antelope hunting. (laughs) So now we know how to cook this and uh yeah it's all about the marinating for anything that's gamey my my meat of choice personally is elk um we live off elk every year um that's why it's actually on what's today wednesday friday friday we're leaving for i I don't even know what today is what's today tuesday maybe i don't know anyways the first i'm leaving on a hunt (laughs) and i'm doing an elk hunt in new mexico um Every year we get an elk in the freezer and we eat it for breakfast, lunch, dinner, hamburgers, pot roast. Oh, pot roast is the best. Do um, you call your
2: own elk or
3: do we call it? it?
2: Yeah. Do you call in your own elk?
3: So it depends. Cause I usually always get a tag that is not in the rut. So they never, you know, obviously bow hunting, you're going to be able to call them in and um, no. do that a lot easier. This hunt, I brought my calls just in case because we're supposed to be hitting the tail end of the rut. Um, But, you know, I've always cow called um, and that's kind of just been to get their attention. But I've always been like an October elk hunt. So I've never had the chance to hunt the rut. And I know I I want to do it with a bow, but I've just always had those tags with the rifle. So I'm like, I ain't passing this up for an elk. (laughs) I got a tag. I'm going. So, yeah, I, I haven't yet but i've been
2: on a lot of hunts that we have awesome firsty what's your best resource i guess to figure like to find out how to call an elk. what's the easiest way
4: oh my god my best resource is, is my husband actually like i said he used to be an outfitter um for years so um he's my best resource but i would say beyond that um, if somebody's just trying to look to learn, um, you know, you've gotta you've gotta listen to it, you've gotta watch videos, you've gotta practice, practice, practice. And I I am super weak with the diaphragm, but I am I'm working on it. I I promise you in a year I'm gonna be much better because this was one of the things too that um because I I go and hunt by myself a lot, but our tags are local, so oops, didn't hit anything. So Um, that's been limiting for me is, is not being able to call as well as I should when I'm by myself. So, um, that's on my bucket list this year is to get that part done. So, um, I, I hunt deer by myself. I hunt elk by myself. Um, I can't lie. I need some help getting it all out. So uh, at least Steve is a phone call away.
2: (laughs) Would you rather hunt alone or would you rather like choose your husband or a group of women or who's your favorite people to go out with? All of the above. I mean, I I think they're all have value. I
4: think hunting by myself pushed me to do, I've learned so much and, and I, I think I'm more aware of everything when I'm by myself. Um, but I always prefer to be with my husband, obviously, because if I'm going to, if it's going to be a great experience, I want to experience it with him. But on the other hand too, is we do a lot of women's only hunts. And I have met the best friends of my life through them. I, I, women I've never met before. Some, you know, I have. And you get women who share the same passions, love the same pursuits. Um, and and there's something that happens when you connect them all together and you get them in a room. And these hunts are so amazing. The women are—they're—they're they're not um, competitive. They're supportive. You go out in a field in South Dakota and birds are falling and and. And everybody's just screaming and happy because birds are falling. They don't care whose they are or what happens. And when somebody comes back and gets the biggest buck, everybody's so happy taking pictures together. It's it's a really, it's an amazing situation. And it's a great way to get women who have never really hunted before in because there's just no pressure. And, And that's a great thing too. So that's kind of my D, all of the above answer.
2: Yeah, for sure. So what other resources would you use? I know you do put on a lot of like your upland hunts um, and other hunts with women. What other resources would you use for women to get into the hunting industry and just to hunt if they've never done it before? I didn't definitely reach out to,
4: you know, any kind of regional or local groups that there are, there are, um, a lot of becoming an outdoor woman groups. There's, um, you know, Elk Foundation does things. There's, you just have to really get in. I I found on social media, if you really want to dig in, you're going to find it. And you're going to find women's only things. um, And it doesn't have to be women's only. I don't mean that. It's a great way um, to get in. If you don't have a mentor in your home or in your life, whether that's a man or a woman, I mean, your mentor could be your best friend. It could be your significant other, father. It could be your mother. Um, so if you don't have a mentor, there's a lot of ways to get in there. Um, I think becoming an outdoor woman is a really great way to get in for starters. At least it gets, um, you know, it gets the ball rolling. I think that also if people haven't heard of it, the Wyoming, um, women's antelope hunt that they put on every year is, is amazing. I, I, I haven't attended it. We, we do a little bit of sponsorship with it, but they take women who have never, ever hunted before they get them through their, um, Hunter's safety they get a mentor to pair with them and they go on their first ever antelope hunt and it's very empowering for women who probably wouldn't have done it before so there's things out there i think social media can be the bane of our existence but there's a lot of really good things that come from it
2: too oh yeah that being said you know, you ha- guys have a mentor like a specific person you go to to learn certain things
4: you go me <laughs>
2: um
3: (laughs) uh well actually it's my husband um he's so good at hunting and he bow hunts rifle hunts he's a long-range shooter he reloads he has done everything um and he's just kind of my resource in learning uh which i got into long-range shooting um because of him and and it's just been really fun to learn and and your best friend is right there teaching you and he's a really good teacher so for me it's my husband now beforehand i didn't really have anybody that um you know i did my brother is a big hunter um but he always tried to get me hunting a long time ago i never i never did until i met a guy and um but i would say the only person i had in my corner was my brother so I never really had a mentor other than that. Kirsty.
4: Yes.
2: <laughs> your husband?
4: Your, your, my husband, for sure. I mean, yeah, it, uh, hands down, my husband. I, he's he's been with me through everything. He teaches mm-hmm. me a lot, and so um, he's my go-to. But if I need somebody else, I can. I've learned. Um, a lot of different things from doing different hunts with different guides and outfitters and just being receptive to whatever they've got to tell you. So, um, I think that, you know, sometimes if you're trying to get into hunting and and you can go on a guided hunt, uh, there's a lot of them out there that are actually not too expensive and it's a great way to just kind of ease into it. And, um, that's a great way. I that's how I've learned some different things that I wouldn't have learned otherwise, but pretty much. Yeah. My husband all day long.
2: Or is is there ever any competition between you guys? Um, Are they ever upset that you're killing the bigger buck? (laughs) Everything's
3: a competition in my family. (laughs) Everything is a competition in my family. Like Easter egg hunting is a competition. So yeah, it's for me, it's a big, comp. like I'm happy if he gets the bigger buck. But that just means the next year I'm going to get the biggest one. So it's a competition. It runs in the family. I can't can't play sports anymore. so.
2: So do you do any other like activities other than I know you take your little guy with you a lot, but do either of you have like any other activities that you're encouraging like the youth to start and get out there early?
4: In terms of hunting or in terms of just being outdoors just everything
2: shooting sports um, hunting just anything in the outdoors if they don't have that mentor or that person to kind of start them i think you know we
4: 4-h is a huge thing uh where we are and probably down there in texas too everywhere anywhere rural yeah. and i think 4-h is a really great way to get kids rolling there's they have all the hunting and shooting stuff they have livestock they have everything you could ever want to do and it's a it's a great way to get kids in there. I'm a huge proponent of 4-H. Um, I think they do things, but just anything you can do to get kids out outside for one, it seems to be a bigger challenge now than ever. Um, get them, like Christy was saying, get them away from the video games and everything else and just um, finding their their pleasure outside, whether it's playing in dirt, eating dirt. I don't know what, it, you know, but learning all that they need to learn and, and being satisfied with that and turned on by that and, and wanting that, that's, that's a big deal. Yeah. I feel like that's a huge
3: part of what's missing in a lot of areas in some generations and stuff is they kind of do the easiest thing about, you know, okay, we'll take this computer to entertain yourself, you know? And, and then I, Lee and I were always like, I don't know anything about being a mom. I actually never wanted any kids. I, I, So, for me, I knew nothing about it. I just knew that back in the day, they didn't have any of that, and they had really happy lives, and they loved it, and, you know, hearing my grandpa's stories of him hunting, and he used to go hunt in Colorado, and he's, by the way, Kirstie, another story, but he's got, like, a 220 class buck he got way back in the day. (laughs) Yeah, he had this amazing place I'll have to talk to you about. I don't know where it is. Um, But anyway, so just, you know making them learn how to entertain themselves in the outdoors they find things to do like my son literally chases me around my horse while I'm in the arena and he runs barrels and puts dirt inside of the barrel and then he puts dirt inside of their water buckets and then makes mud and so it's just literally just getting them outside because I mean I could let him sit there and watch tv all day but I feel like we're missing a lot and I think are like the children they just need to get outdoors and they need to go on a hike and they need to learn about you know our heritage and and how our ancestors and stuff you know were raised and I just think it's so good for the mentality of kids too um is to get outside and do something active that they can kind of learn how to entertain themselves other than you know electronics yeah
4: Go play with a stick. <laughs> a stick, you know. You got, you got two sticks. I only had one stick when I was a kid, you know. But it's true. They, I think, anything you can do to get kids outside, it, it leads from one thing to another. Whether it's outdoor sports or, you know, here we have skiing. There's kind of anything you can do, mountain biking, and we we had our kids doing all of that. Now, what they choose to do as adults, that's that's what they've decided they love. And um, but it's funny watching another generation, um, now I've got grandkids and watching my daughters, um, with, well, my daughter with her grandkids and then, or her, that would make me a great grandmother, but (laughs) you look great, (laughs) but watching them kind of start to do the same teaching that we did. And it's, it's funny to hear yourself come out and your kids being parents. I'm like, Wow. I did a good Good job. job. I need
2: therapy. (laughs) Starting to sound like me. Oh, it's (laughs) scary. (laughs) That's awesome. And I'm not a great uh, grandmother,
4: just for the record.
2: So like here in Iowa, and whenever I go on a hunting trip, I'm surrounded by men because I guess that's just kind of that, you know, that hunting culture. Do you guys go on a lot of trips where it's a lot of men, and how do you make yourself feel comfortable, or do you automatically feel comfortable, you know, in a men group?
3: Oh, I put on my man deodorant and (laughs) walk in there like, I own the place.
4: Got some (laughs) ax. Hey! Get out of my way. Yeah, no, I, so,
3: um, Idaho, that's what I was telling you, it's funny because that camp is actually, like, full of men and there's like 30 guys and we're talking some of these guys are it they're like backwoods. have not seen a blonde in probably like six years so you can imagine when all these blondes or all these girls you know whatever doesn't matter hair color come into camp oh yeah it's full on like you know how guys get when there's a girl and it's they almost don't know how to act and they kind of they just pick on you like thinking that and then when you come back to camp and you're like, How far was your buck? Oh, two oh, mine was five seventy one. Good job though.
4: Yeah. And
3: then they just stop. That's
4: cute. No. That's
3: yeah, cute. that's real cute. Was it a twenty two? Yeah. They... No, they man, they get nasty at camp sometimes. I mean, I will say guys can get a little rowdy, especially the more more men you add to the to the campfire um so you just have to kind of man up with them and and get, dish it back and and they pretty much will leave you alone um you can't get offended by it because usually they're picking on you because they like you or they think you're cute or something like that for all the women out there if they you know get easily easily offended by men making fun of them just don't let it get to you and just dish it back think of something witty <laughs> Especially the ones that miss when they come back to camp and they're like, they have to write on the board. We we all write on this board. And it's like, she shot it at five. Seven. So, oh, really quick story. Can I say, can I tell it really quick? So, yes. okay. So, uh, I can't say who, because my brother's crazy ex-wife. Um, but there was, we did the Idaho hunt last year and, um, there was me and another girl, which I can't say, and then my brother, and um, Shannon, and we had an elk tag, and there was, like I said, there's probably 20 to five, 20 to 30 guys at camp, and uh, I shot my bull at 570, and then the 12-year-old outshot everybody at camp and shot 607 yards and shot her bull, and um, it was so great because, you know, the guys don't think, Sometimes those guys don't think girls can shoot. And it was literally like a 12-year-old showed everybody up, and then I showed everyone up. And it was just such a great feeling to walk in there because they flick you so much crap, and then you walk through the door with a bull, and you're like,
2: "Hm, Ta-da. Yep, she's 12.
3: <laughs> That's great. So, yeah. So, it just – camps are actually really fun because you can kind of, you know – girls, you're just – friends and you're like supporting each other. Guys, it's like you gotta have each other's back and gang up back. It's almost <laughs> an egg them on a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun, but sometimes it can get a little carried away. But it is fun. I like so guy before camp
2: Before we start to wrap things up, I guess each of you, what is the the biggest thing if there is one thing that you would do differently to get to where you are, like learning hunting? Is there any tip of something that you would have done differently to get to the spot you're at now? Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't want to interrupt you.
4: No, um, no. I was, I was deep thinking. That's what you heard right there. Oh.
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, I would have started a long time ago. If I could change one thing, it would have been getting into this a long time ago, so I would be yeah. even better today.
4: I that, agree with that
3: all the way. Yeah, I, I w- that I really wish I would have had somebody a long time ago to go. I wish honestly I would have had my dad to hunt with because I'm a daddy's girl and we never had that. And so that to me would have been something that I would have absolutely like gone back in time to do with him. So yeah.
4: that's awesome. Yeah, I'm with you. I I, I wish I'd started earlier, but. I think I think everything brings you to where you're supposed to be. So, for me, my journey started where it did because of where I was, and here it is, and it's it's so far from over. So, yeah, I don't know what's next. Something crazy, hopefully. That's better late that? than never. What's that? It's better late than never. It's, amen to that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: Okay. Yeah. More fun questions.
2: What's the best advice I guess you that you would guys would give somebody? just starting? If you had to hear one thing back in the day when you started, what would that one tip be?
4: I would have to say there's, there's a number of things. Um, Patience for sure. Um, Don't have overly high expectations. I think that sometimes you see things out there that aren't necessarily real. Um, It's not the real situation. And, and just um, be satisfied with your own journey. I, you know, you, you hear so many people. I think what gets me in the industry sometimes is this this, this idea that, well, that's nice that you rifle hunt, but you really should be a bow hunter. And then it's like, oh, you're a bow hunter? You should be a traditional bow hunter. And, and I think that um, there's a lot of that I see play out, and especially in men's forums, and I'm not at all picking on men. I'm just saying that you see a lot of that. Oh, you know, that's not that nice of a buck, but it has to be your own journey. It has to be your own thing. And you got to do what you love doing and grow the way you want to grow. And I think that that's the biggest thing. Don't, don't put pressure on that other people do. Yeah, no, that that's a really good point.
3: Cause, um, I feel that that's very common. Um, instead of everyone in the outdoor industry supporting each other, there's a lot of, uh, back and forth of what's best and, who knows best and what you should and shouldn't do and um and that can really get to a lot of people and make it not fun and the whole goal of this and being in the outdoors is, it's not about like how new your stuff is and how perfect your setup is and this and that it's the whole point of it is getting outdoors and supporting those who do and um i feel like that is definitely something that people do a lot, like you were saying, Kirstie, is, you know, oh, well, would you do this? And I can't believe they did that. And why are, you know, why are she shooting? Oh, that sucks. And this, and and there's just so much of that. And I feel like if everyone was more supportive about, you know, just look, there's somebody that wants to be in the outdoors. No, they may not have the nicest stuff or no, they may not be shooting the biggest animals, but um, they're out there and we should be supporting that because this industry needs that support. And um, we need to have each other's backs. It doesn't matter how good or bad you are at what you do. It's just a matter of being involved in the outdoor industry, for sure, and supporting for that. Sure. Of yeah. course.
2: So, what three items would you not leave home without? Doesn't matter the hunt. Food. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Gummy bears, for sure. I mean, cinnamon gummies if I got them, but. Oh, I would have to say, um, I need more than three, but if I could only have three, never forget your weapon, always make sure you have enough ammo, done done the ammo thing by accident once, oh, yeah. and then um, remember that to put your knives back into your backpack after putting them in your bird box, we did that, my... Husband ended up having to quarter out an elk with an exacto knife that he happened to have in his pocket because I forgot my knife. <laughs> I still have it, it's amazing. You <laughs> he was have not a happy with thing. me either, but it was the fun. we laughed
2: so much, it was amazing. <laughs> you have a specific caliber you would rather take on a hunt? Like, what's your favorite gun?
4: Me, uh, yeah, I don't know. We're both Christie's, <laughs> <laughs> Christy Lee. Uh, so
3: answering that last question, definitely food, um, a gun, an ammo and a knife. I need four things. I can't go without food. Like (laughs) my pack is full of food. It's like, I don't need a game bag. I just need food. Uh, Yeah. So what she said, I mean, you can kind of get it done with a knife, a gun and ammo and well, water would be helpful.
4: Eh. Water
3: or food, I don't know.
2: As long as you have the Twinkies, you don't need water, right? That's right. Yeah, that's right.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah. Did either of you start on a YouTube channel? I know, uh, Chris, you said you sang, you know, a lot. How did you get there? Like, did you start on YouTube? Are there any women's YouTube channels that you would suggest to women that are starting? Um. Honestly, I just a quick Wrap up
3: of that, um, for me, it was, I started really young, just singing when I was 13, and then I had three record deals, and I went on American Idol, and that was kind of what blew everything up for me. Um, It's the fastest and quickest way, as we all know, social media is huge, and TV is huge, and more eyes you get in front of, the better, so um, quickest way to make it is like a talent show. Honestly, American Idol, The Voice, um, wasn't YouTube for me. (laughs)
2: That's awesome. Well, thank you guys so much. It was great. A lot of you. awesome questions answered and yeah. give away an awesome prize package here. So I appreciate both of you doing this for us. And I'm not even ready for it to be
3: over. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: You had so much caffeine. (laughs) I have so much to say. (laughs) I do too. Do you want to hear it? Let's do it again. Let's do it again. (laughs) Thank
3: Thank you guys. Thank you guys so much.
1: Thanks. All right. So let's go ahead and kick this off. So more than likely, if we can, I'm going to put you two on the spot. If we have additional questions, I mean, there's a pile of questions that unfortunately we're not able to get to due to time. Um, Are you guys open to helping answer some of those. I mean, is that something yeah, we can sure. your everybody's opinion, Courtney's, okay, Casey, Kirsty. I mean, there's just too many K's here. Um, <laughs> if we can get all three of you, the input is gonna be valuable. I mean, I think it's, it's one of those things. I mean, there's so many questions that I'm trying to highlight the ones that I need, you know, Courtney to focus on and then, then there's 20 other ones that are popping up, and they're all really good. Uh, I mean, they're still just on our document here. I mean, there's a ton of like optics, we didn't even talk about optics. Oh, well, oh, easy, easy, easy. That was not an entry. For,
3: <laughs> I'm literally just responding to my husband, but I can answer more questions for sure. Okay.
4: I've got a bit of time. I've got a little bit of time.
1: Okay. How about so it's 750 right now. We've got to announce the prize package. We've got to make sure we're showing love to everybody, including you, Kirsty, for the, the sponsorship packages, which are going to be incredible. Um, so, what optics? Let's talk Bino. Spotter scope. Obviously, it's going to dictate kind of what you're doing and where you're hunting at weight, you know, magnification, everything. But is there something? I mean, everybody wants to aspire to getting some of the highest end optics you can get out there. But for these new people that are just getting into it, because that's a lot of the questions that we still need to get to. Is it's all focused around that new hunter, you know, the person that maybe not doesn't have a mentor, doesn't have somebody to hold their hand and take them out. That's not you know, it's it's one of those deals that if you don't have that that driving ambition or that luck of finding the right place because it's public land or if it's private land or if your family owns land, it's a little bit different, but what can somebody do for optics?
2: Go ahead. <laughs> We're both like...
4: <laughs> um, <No. laughs> I'd have to say just there there are a lot of really great optics companies out there, and we all, you know, from, from really high end to, to really low end, but I think a really good entry... Personal opinion only. Everyone's going to have something different. I think Vortex has a really good entry optic. Um, their glass is really good for a great price. Um, personal opinion. Um, I'm, I'm a Maven fan. We use Swarovski. I mean, we we kind of use all of it. But I think um, overall, somebody just getting into it, um, Vortex is a good way to get into some good glass. That's gonna it's going to perform well for you. It's going to last for a while, and it's it's not completely cost prohibitive
1: like some of the big name ones i agree great brand great warranty
4: yeah great warranty
1: yep phenomenal warranty
4: yeah
1: casey are you interested in answering
3: are we talking just entry level
1: yeah no i mean we talked entry level what would you say on the high end side
3: uh honestly i'm kind of one of those that is um I, I, I do love a lot of brands and there's a lot of great brands out there. And, um, I know those higher brands are really expensive, but they are phenomenal. Even when it's, um, we use Collis and Leupold. Um, I love Collis. It's super clear. Um, and we have those on our long range guns and we have a Leopold on one of them. And I will say this much, man, it's made a huge difference for having that last 30 minutes of light. Um, and being able to see your game a lot longer and a lot clearer, it's a lot lighter, um, and just to me, like that's either a make it or break it situation. So I'd rather pay more and be able to hunt longer and be able to get you know than than I would to um, not be able to see that because I've I've seen the lower end and I've seen the higher end and it's just such a crazy difference on the glass when it is that low light and it's either sanity or not. So to me, I, I go kind of all in. I'm, I'm, I I love the Collis.
1: Yeah. It's a great product. That low light transmission. I mean, it's one of those deals that the first 30 minutes and the last 30 minutes, when's everything the most active. Exactly. (laughs) You know, and that's one of those times you're like, dang, I wish I had it. However, you don't need it. Right. I mean, look at 70 years ago what we were doing 80 years ago. I mean, we are killing monsters without that stuff. So it's just an added perk. All right, now we're going to go into the prize package winners. I've got two winners in Ooh. front of me here. Very excited. We have got, and for the winners that are out there, we will get a hold of you. So if there is multiple of the same name in the same state, um, just wait for an email from us, please, or a phone call. But we have Diane from Minnesota. Congratulations, Diane.
2: Yay, and we, Diane. Have, <laughs>
1: we have Kelsey <laughs> from <laughs> Wyoming. Wait, Whoa. Kelsey from <laughs> Wyoming. So we have Diane from Minnesota and Kelsey from Wyoming. Congratulations! Uh, there's Congratulations. going to be a mixed prize package worth $6,800 from ProWis, Vortex, Traeger, Danner, and Yeti. We want to make that sure we give awesome. yes, that's incredible. Yeah. Congratulations, everyone! Uh, we want to make sure we thank Christy Lee as well as Kirsty. Thank you, and Courtney as well. Thank you for your time tonight. Um, appreciate everything. The, the the practice call to figure out what's going on, how we're going to do this, taking the time out of your guys' busy schedule. Last time I checked it. Thanks for it, it, putting
3: up with me. My handful.
1: <laughs> well, I we appreciate you taking time out of hunting season for us. Thank Anytime. you. Uh, Thanks guys. as well. We just want to say next Tuesday, we do have waterfowl coming on. We've got Matt coming from our Fargo store. Who's a diehard waterfowl hunter. Uh, and the special guest is going to be Fred Zink. And uh, very, very excited about this to have Fred on the call on the video chat. So we appreciate everybody's time. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, we will post some more questions, some answers. Uh, we'll make sure we get that loaded up either on social media or our YouTube channel. And so there's questions that we're going to be picking on K- Casey as well as Kirsty and Courtney. And so we'll get those questions posted up and hopefully within the next 24, 48 hours, we'll have answers to them all. So thank you everyone. Really appreciate your time tonight.
3: Thank you guys thank so much. You. I had a blast.
1: Oh, and please make sure you're following Shields Outdoors on social media.
2: Yeah, oh, we
1: are. Good. You better be, <laughs> especially after yeah. tonight.
2: Yeah, likewise. Go kill a big elk.
1: Yes. Good luck hunting this season. Thank
3: you. I'm so excited. Thank you. Thank you guys. Thanks. Good luck this season. Good
1: luck.
2: Yeah.
0: You just heard from Christy Lee Cook and Kirsty Pike on their experiences and passions for the outdoors. I tell you what, both of these gals will be quite a riot to have in hunting camp. Hopefully this segment can motivate a few of you out there who have never hunted before to go out and give it a try. You might just find a new obsession or at least a new activity to enjoy with friends and family. If you're out there making new adventures, make sure to share them with us by tagging Shields Outdoors in your social posts or using the hashtag Shields Outdoors. And with that, we want to thank you all for listening and see you next time.